0: Alright, you are now tuned in to the 5A5 Report with Atiana and Bishop. Catch us each and every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. on 100.9 WXIR. We seek to elevate the narrative on Rochester, New York through constructive conversations. How are you guys good feeling? Good. feeling
1: great.
0: Bishop. What's going on? No, you tell me what's going on. What's going on with your mouth? Tell us what's going
2: on. What happened was I got a tooth taken out. Okay. But I had some swelling before before my tooth came out. Then they finally went back there and took my tooth out. Boom. The doctor didn't prescribe no antibiotics or anything. For the solar, originally. Then I got facial cellulitis. Face swelled up, like to Professor Clump. <laughs> went went to the uh, emergency dentist, they sent me the strong Gear. I was locked hostage for three days. He was in the hospital for three days?
0: Yeah,
2: for real. Like <laughs> they was like if I do don't st- <clears throat> the lady was crazy. She was because like, I was like, give me some meds and I'll go home. Yo, know, the lady literally said, Well, if you leave, I'm about to say you refuse to care because you can literally go home and die because the swollen lump can swell, go down your throat, can't breathe or whatever. So then they put a tube in my face. That's why you see the hole, mm. but I'm good now. Wow. Okay.
0: Ooh. So when does, is the tube out or?
2: Yeah, the tube, I got the tube taken out yesterday.
0: Okay. Well, I'm just glad you was back to join me, you know? It wouldn't you know. be the five Five report
2: without Bishop. A five a half report. I
0: know, right?
2: Are we good now? We got some dope guests here today. Yeah. It's good, it's good that you're doing well, sir. Cause thank that you, thank you. very hectic. Oh well, my lawyer's on the line already. <laughs> <laughs> Talk
0: All right. Craig, I'm a bit. <laughs> All right, so I'm super excited. We have two dope people in the building. Can you guys introduce yourselves?
3: My name is... Keep going by. Allie I. Henderson. <laughs> uh, yeah. So gonna okay. You're Craig. not, not gonna react to that enough to give me fanfare. Okay, yeah. My name is Craig Carson. And hey, y'all hey, okay? Oh. Not okay. Allie Henderson. Like
1: yeah, I'm Allie system. Henderson. And, yes, I'm also the owner and operator of Persistent Process Services, a business that serves legal documents. Also serve, you know I serve anything that you would like to get delivered. If you don't have time to go to the post office or any type of paper delivery or package delivery, I can do that. You just gotta hit my line, let me know what you need.
0: Okay. I think I saw Craig post that. Like you posted a flyer about it, Craig? Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, I think I posted her her flyer. You know, kind of her introductory. I'm in business flyers, like kind of like I don't know if you remember what it looked like. It was like bluish skyline.
0: I just remember
3: words. Yeah, letters generally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So yeah.
1: I just remember
0: that I
3: love her
0: too. So Allie, you're also Craig's intern. That is correct. Okay, so are you currently in school?
1: Um,
3: not me. this semester. I took this semester off. Okay. However, <laughs> I'm really determined to go back next semester. So, yeah,
0: because I feel like that's the only way I'm going to reach
3: my goals. Getting back in here. Yeah, how, definitely got you. How did you know she was my intern? Because you told me. Uh, I have an <laughs> intern that's coming <laughs> off with me today. Okay. Me and you
0: didn't talk before this show. Whatever.
3: Osmosis is a powerful thing. I see. I see you got some Wendy Williams in you.
0: So, what do you ultimately want to do, Allie?
1: So, ultimately, um, I would like to practice law, study law, teach it, and, you know, and basically (laughs) do what kind of, like, what Craig's doing. I look up to Craig because he's out here, he's in the community, he's an activist, and he's He's upbringing our youth and all that. So that was my goal from the beginning. Whatever I did Mm -hmm. in my life, I wanted to give back to
3: the community that made me who I was.
0: Oh, for sure. Are you from Rochester? Yes, I was born and raised.
2: What side of town are you from?
0: From the east side. East side in the building. (laughs) Wait. Wait, east where are you from,
2: Bishop? I'm from the West Side.
3: Okay. We
0: you. never had this conversation before. Now's never the time.
3: Is. Now's the time. <laughs> five days five report the last show. We're we're a part you of You a West Sider? Yeah. We're about. You see, she was kinda excited. See. Of you.
0: Okay, well, I was right. born
3: <laughs> Nope, nope, not with the West On
0: the West Side. <laughs> but no I moved to the East Side <laughs> the nope. majority of my life, so I claimed the east side. Like I was Born and raised in Katie,
1: Katie Street. I hate to admit it. Like, yes, I was born and raised on the east side, but I mm-hmm.
3: love the west side. Why y'all? Why y'all? I hate right. yeah. yeah. I was you ashamed of the east side? There we go. I ain't ashamed I swear, of the that's east that's, 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 <laughs> My dad was, was horrible until that ashamed. point. Now my dad's amazing. <laughs> I tell him that all the actually. time. Actually, yeah. my dad was great. <laughs> I just lied about that. But uh, yes, thank you. Appreciate it. Any confessions you want to make about how you really would prefer that you grew up on the west side? No, side?
0: well, no. I grew up over there until I was about. Oh.
3: No. What, what block?
0: 10. Katie Street. I went to number two school K through sixth grade.
3: KD and what? Katie, was Reynolds? south side, fam. Reynolds? Uh, that's the south side. Yeah, that's the
1: south. You you from the west, southwest? No, North. she's from the North. south. 19th <laughs> ward. <laughs> well, <laughs> I,
3: don't,
0: I, I, don't, I don't claim those neck of the woods. She's
3: about to say Katie and Mount Hope or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: Katie
3: i my home, though. Really? Yeah, I know. That's what you were about. That's what I was about to say to you, really, yes, because you were about to say that. But, you know, this your show, I thought. I think. I guess. <laughs> guess.
0: Alright, moving on. So, you said you admire Craig because he's, like, legit the person who does it all. Like, he mm. is the producer on two radio shows. He has his own law practice. He... What is your role? I can't remember your role with Quanza, but you're in the. You got a good role with Quanza, Rochester Quanza Coalition, just a, member. Just a, member. a member. And what else? Do Ujima Marketplace he on does Saturdays, the my, trial, my, my trial, 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 the Law Academy, like legit. The
3: Law
1: Academy.
0: He does it all.
3: Nosy, where'd you get that information
0: from? I stalked your Facebook page. You just
3: stalked my Facebook. <laughs> page. <laughs> yeah, that was like real typical. That was very really 2019. You got, you know. You got, you got to move on.
0: So, talk to us about this pro- your projects. First, talk about your radio shows.
3: Oh, 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 we're moving. We're moving. I thought we're still. We'll
0: go back and forth. Pro- okay, let's we'll go back right, and
3: forth. Right, okay, I, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with My bad. I mean, that'd be a disruptive guest. Um... <laughs> So, where should I begin? Um, So, the other shows with um, WXIR have Love and Situationships. You know, the point is, we're trying to have conversations that are, you know, kind of creative, empowering, insightful, all of that good stuff. Make it interesting for the people, but still throw out content. Um, So, big up to Radio Ash, uh, Ashley Sneed, who's kind of like my chief host, um, who's real dope, and she has a lot of stuff herself going on. Um, and you know we got the sister Erica J. Um, and right now, actually, you know what? Let's let's plug it up real quick. This how we this how we answer interview questions. Um, we don't have a male host right now. Oh. To our show, so. Guys, know, if you're looking
0: they, for a, a little gig, that a situation should look yeah. a dope show. I enjoy my time on there.
3: Little gig, little gigs like cocktail <laughs> <laughs> you trying to make it seem like, like, it's like some side or kind of situation.
0: Well, you don't get paid for so being like on the radio. Under
3: show. the table, you know. Sometimes. Well,
0: you don't get paid for being on the radio, so.
3: Uh, yeah, Everybody
2: think they could do radio today actually gotta do radio. Like, people think going live on Facebook to doing radio is the same thing. Right, yeah. Which is not at all. Yep. Right. It's, it's, it's a
3: different experience, you know. Conversations, you know. The longer and, and more involved, and, and you gotta prep for the show, and you gotta format the show, and you gotta yada yada yada. But I agree with that point. Um, but yeah, anyway, looking for a male host. So you know, our brothers out there that looking to you know express themselves, you know, what I'm saying with two beautiful, intelligent black women, um, that'd be a good platform for you. Um, please inbox me. That'd be great. Or hit me up five eight five six nine zero two two zero six. Also the same number as the law practice that I have. Um, so, aside from that show, there's also, um, what other show do I have? The Esquire you, you're Hour. You're nosy enough to know, so if I forget, that's the Esquire Hour. The uh, yep. So, the Esquire Hour is, you know, kind of somewhat of a similar purpose on an on underlying level, um, to give people some information, um, to, you know, empower those about the law. Um, really, there's a lot of, let's say there's about 75 to 100 attorneys in Rochester. Um, of those attorneys, how many of them do any of us know? Is mm-hmm. any...
0: well, or I feel or know
3: like... a besides Van White, don't use that's cheating.
2: They know those big company commercials. Right. They don't know the actual All
3: right,
0: The Air Frasers or that, Yeah,
3: they
2: don't know our attorneys.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah like they know the <laughs> William Matilda, Bella Via and they right. know these characters. But you don't know what like a lot of attorneys are like someone's cousin, you know, or or or, or someone that, like, is, is like, um, you know, maybe lives on the street, whatever. But we just don't know enough of the attorneys in our community. And therefore, the information that they have, we should, you know, that should be shared with us. You know, we should know about those things. We don't have enough of that. Our community is kind of suffering. So you might have a, an attorney that does some civil law, does, you know, uh, wills, does divorce, whatever. But we don't know nothing about any of that information. That's a huge problem. So the Esquire Hour is designed. To just talk on and talk on and touch on these type of topics, um, you know, so that we're power in the community, they can listen to radio, they can learn about eviction law, they can learn about wills, they can learn about, uh, you know, civil action cases, whatever, um, and that be, of course, free, you know, so that's kind of the goal of the show. John Regan, um, a white dude. Uh, who's very cool. A white dude. Yeah, you know, I, I had to, I knew that was stirred things up a Might as well just throw that in there. But, no, he's a good he's, he's a good guy, I like John. I've known John for about five years. We're actually on the other side of, um, like, a dog bite litigation case, like a real weird case. But either way, um, he's a good guy, a good attorney, um, hosts my show when I'm not around. Um, so, you know, he, he definitely anchors things. Um, so that's the Esquire Hour, you know, and that is Saturdays every Saturday, 12 p.m., you know, and that's the focus.
0: Okay. Where are
3: we at next, host?
0: Kwanzaa.
3: Kwanzaa, yes. Uh, we didn't want to mix it up a little bit with Persistent. Kwanzaa. Should I do what I'm told? <laughs> do what I'm told? Yeah. Why okay, ask so, if you're
1: not going to do what you're
3: told? <laughs> I don't know. I selectively decide whether I'm going to rock with it or not. You know, I, I might I might mess with it. Um, so, yeah, Kwanzaa every year uh, is, you know, it's t- the 26th of the year. So, I'm sorry, 26th of December to January 1st. Uh, we celebrate the seven principles, which is known as the nguzu Saba. Uh, the, the point of Kwanzaa uh, is essentially, it's like a first fruits uh, celebration, you know, festival, which celebrates like our labor during the year and those things coming to fruition or you know the fruitfulness of that, and in, in the kind of the uh, you know the development or flourishing of those things. Um, so, practicing the seven principles: first of being imolja, uh, second being kujichaglia, third being ujima, or I'm sorry, um, ujima, fourth through nia being the fifth, and then the sixth one um, is Kuumba and the last is imani. Uh, I'm not going to Look get at you.
0: Today. Just.
2: Calling them not, off not like many that. People can, I don't know. A though. lot of people celebrate Kwanzaa and can't name name them off consistently
0: like you did. And why do people think that because you're a Christian you can't celebrate Kwanzaa? You're right. Let's talk
3: well about you, it. you know you know that, that's that's an interesting thing because I the way I understand is uh I wanna double check this, but apparently originally when Kwanzaa was first founded, which is December 26, 1966, um, by Milana, Dr. Malana Karenga, who was part of the US organization in LA after the 1965 Watts riots. The community needed like something to bring them back together, you know, and he provided kind of that adhesive through the culture. And um, in Africa, um, generally speaking, um, there's a lot of first fruits festivals, you know, harvest festivals that celebrate the year and all of that. So this was like an effort to restore not only the community then in 66, but just us in general, you know? So it was a good opportunity for us to kind of like be looking forward, you know, have some restoration toward our culture, our people, our community, etc. Um, You know, but to, to the point, to the question you asked, mm-hmm. um, I think originally he did say something like, like, forget Christmas, celebrate this. Um. I think there was like that attitude at the time. And then, you know, this is 66, you know, this mm-hmm. is around like the very beginning of Black Panthers, um, you know, because they were fired in October of um, 66. Um, you know, so that attitude, that militant attitude, that kind of like anti-government, anti-commercial, you know, almost even communist influence, yeah. you know. Um, around that time, that was, you know, part of how cats got down. So I think it was anti, um, anti-Christmas and anti-Christianity to an extent. But then it kind of got altered at some later point once I think it was it was needed, you know, just for people to embrace them more, you know? So I, I think that was um, kind of like checked a little bit. But it is cultural, not religious. Right. You know, it is purely cultural.
2: So people, we, we want to people think it's religious. Yeah,
0: like, I think I thought it was religious I, I coming
2: up too. I think that's why that's the debate where Christians and Kwanzaa mix up because people think, oh, it's the day after Christmas and Christmas is for christians so mm-hmm. this can't be our religion because <laughs> we'll celebrate it too
0: yeah i know for me i always like you said i thought it was religious before you know i don't know who i learned it wasn't religious from but
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 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 probably just like generalized interpretations folks have i guess do you
2: get gifts on Christmas? yep Yep. They Sorry. should have been celebrating Kwanzaa.
3: <laughs> and you know what? This is... Both of them? This was this <laughs> <It's old time laughs> this, this, this up because like this type of conversation is like, oh, work Kwanzaa is all right, though. You know, that that's kind of like what when I come to this committee or the Kwanzaa Coalition Kwanzaa Committee, you know, that's what I'm trying to bring to Rochester through the Kwanzaa's Kwanzaa work, mm-hmm. you know, as realization of our culture. But realization of our culture is what we make it. So if yeah. you have the right ambassadors and the people that kind of represent this well, like people you know, people you already kick it with, people that are down there for all of that, then it'll, it'll, ha- it'll have you look at Kwanzaa like, man, that's all right. I mess with it. I can rock with Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa is dope. Especially in these times, you know, in the Trump era. Um, and maybe any times anyway. But yeah, right. gifts are called zawadi. Um, and basically, you're supposed to have gifts that, for each day, in um, a possible representative of the theme, so the first day being unity, maybe something that might be like a, like a, a family game or, you know, whatever you can imagine that would be kind of like a unified gift. And, yeah. and then gifts typically that are a little more culture related, but then also like somewhat educational. You know, so like a tablet is cool, but I mean, it, it's not necessarily representing anything in particular. You know, so you probably be looking for like books, uh, primarily, you know, to sure. engage people with gifts. That'll
2: be dope. Picture a whole community celebrating mm-hmm. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Right. That'll be dope. And break- it's gonna be like that. We gonna get,
1: Rochester, no, we gonna get all, all, so all the black people in Rochester, we gonna be celebrating Kwanzaa for like 2025.
2: <laughs> <just got> <laughs> hey, she, hey, she. No, that's serious. We shade. just got
1: it. cause just like you said, like people think it's a religious thing. Where and then it's being put in, like the Christmas and all that. Those are being talked about in school, but not all these other religions. Like not all these other holidays. Right. Per se. Kwanzaa is more like a culture, cultural reference like celebration mm-hmm. towards the end of the year. We're trying to
2: break June tea, We should be celebrating Kwanzaa. As as facts.
1: Right.
3: Yeah, yeah that's, a
2: good, that's a good point. If you celebrate June 2, you should be celebrating Kwanzaa. That's
3: a valid point.
0: A, I just don't girl. celebrate anything,
3: like, these days. I don't celebrate. I don't birthdays. Celebrate. I celebrate my birthday. That's, that's about one. it. Your birthday. Don't you got that? <laughs> you got two. <laughs> uh, really? You didn't do that dance in particular? Uh, wait, so you got two kids. You and are still not. Gonna well, their birthdays.
0: Birthday. Birth- elation's birthday is on Christmas, so...
3: That's,
0: that's for yeah me. that's crazy man. and then it's nation's birthday Beach. is in May but I mean we celebrate birthdays, but that's about it. I really try to stay away from
1: holidays, just because it's just another
0: way to make me spend money yeah. that I don't have.
1: That was, that's what it was designed <laughs> to do in the first place. I, I feel like that. But I don't celebrate holidays. I do celebrate Kwanzaa. This is gonna be my first year celebrating. You know, I've been around Craig for like a whole year now,
0: so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be my first. Year oh I'm Lord, I don't know now, if so. I should be like. I'm a bad how you doing? How, how <laughs> has <laughs> that been, experience been?
3: That's that's what. It, uh,
0: well All right, Influence. so you were involved with mock trial last year or you were around for mock trial last mm-hmm. year Talk a little bit about mock trial and what
1: mock trial is hoping to accomplish So the Law Academy aka mock trial is um, a program, What's, what do you call it a program? I think Law Academy is a program, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. The Law, law Academy is, is connected to, but it's it's like kind of, if you want to consider either the preceding program or the intro to the mock trial. Oh, the
1: mock trial. Oh, okay, okay. So, specifically talking about the mock trial. Mm-hmm. So, the mock trial is designed to <clears throat> basically get our youth that are um, closer to graduating, trying to figure out what they want to do in life and stuff like that, that are in high school. Um, getting them to participate in, um, you know, like in a mock trial and, you know, basically explore their career options, also to teach them about, you know, their law, the rights and things like that, excuse me. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, and the other, so what, what, basically what we're trying to do with that is build and empower the youth, bring the youth up and educate them and letting them know that there's other options you know have open mind right you know
0: I know a lot of them like the law and anything law related like is far from their mind Mm -hmm. because they see lawyers as cops or Mm -hmm. people who like are in cahoots with (laughs) the cops so like i remember when we were recruiting for Mm my trials a lot of people was like nah i don't mess with 12 i don't mess with 12. Mm -hmm. um so that's why they were interested in it but a lot of students who went through it they feel like they had they felt like they had a amazing experience because like they were up there saying objection um (laughs) do you recall this night and just using those words and just acting out that part was like so big for them because they got to like put the themselves in In the yeah in in that role yeah
1: and in that moment it probably felt real to them so it's like in that moment how how does it make you feel to be like you know, educated man or woman, you know, in front of a judge defending someone's rights or, you know, just anything like that, so that can make you feel good and it can make you, like, want to go along that path, too. As well, just like you said, opening up your minds, because in the, just everybody, oh, F-12, or i not mess with 12, and we need to be in those seats, like, black people need to be in the law, like, we need to be in in the police academy we need to be in the vote lo- we need lawyers, we need representation. More, yeah, we need more of us in those no seats, so for sure, for sure.
3: Yes, it, it's it's oh you wanna say something? No, go no, no, ahead. Okay. It's it's sad that um like it's like some of the kids that you asked those questions to actually were saying like F twelve and that's the only thing that they see when kind of asked about a program concerning the law and lawyers. Like to me that's like Essentially, the way the way I under, the look at that moment is, white kids score 50, black kids 10 points. Like you're 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 mad for, or at least those kids. Maybe not black kids in general, right. but those kids. You are super far behind. You got, like I mean, really, like the spectrum of attorneys is like mad vast. Right, you know what I mean. You just got corporate attorneys. Yeah. Nothing to do with cops. Wills. Nothing to do with cops. Uh Domestic relations in general. Nothing to do with cops. And people that do contracts for uh, little yachty or whatever artist you want to insert there. Um, nothing to do with cops. And the story goes on. It's that that that's a that is a big big shame, mm-hmm. right there. Like. If 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 I heard that, it'd be difficult for me to respond to them because their narrative is important. You don't want to shut it down, Mm -hmm. and that's how I would feel.
0: But how would you respond? That's a
3: massive disconnect. I'd probably just flip it and just ask questions, like, "Why do you say that?" and just keep asking questions. Mm -hmm. And then once I felt like I knew enough, and it was necessary to kind of like you know add a statement, I would. But like, so I it'd probably be like, "So what about a family law attorney?" What about this? What about that? I'd be curious to know what the responses are at that point, because they know they know there's other returns. They have to, but then they keep well, like they. to keep like front of the cops, do they? I mean that that many like that's hard to believe. That's real. Like no one's ever heard sure, nothing about child support. That goes through the hood the same way the criminal stuff does. No,
0: that's true, but still that's still negative. That's so that's still something like oh they put my dad on child support, so they probably still looking at it in a negative light. Like i think about our kids yes i think about our kids and probably the only lawyers they probably know like criminal criminal right
1: it's that all they think about oh Crime. they just want to send me to jail
3: and it's you know i think so i can't understand that being kind of the case but then at the same time you have massive huge size billboards that give them enough for them to object in those moments See, to me, I think they do have the capacity and the information necessary to kind of say, oh, well, yeah, we know there's another attorney. They just choose not to. Why? Because the peer group, as we know, generally helps define who people are when they get to like from nine to... 20ish or whatever the peer group has a lot to say mm-hmm. about what where people are headed and if that environment in in some of the urban schools is such that like kind of the block talk begins to control what otherwise should be an academic environment you got kids in that crowd of kids very possibly that have seen necessarily no uh in billboard or heard other information other perspectives enough to turn the tide on that conversation, just choose not to. That's true. Because it's easy for them to get shut down, look like funny dudes or whatever the new term is for millennials and Edison what Douglas or whatever, and they're going to get quiet yeah. because they think that someone's going to bully them later. And then really they're just playing themselves. Because the first person that decided to speak up amongst them set this, this silly conversation in place. Is the fool, and probably is around a bunch of old and young fools, mm-hmm. and so then because he speaks, he or she speaks the loudest, or whatever, or has some type of clout. Everybody goes with the tide, yep. and that, and that's, and that's a shame in society, but it shouldn't be a shame with our youth. But I think it is. I think those kids know better, and I, and I, ha- and I have, um, you know, a lot of appreciation for the, the how brilliant our youth are, and how versatile, and the level of like, let's say, kind of mental virtuosity. They have their reach and range of what they know and understand, perspectives they have probably is pretty wide. What they actually tell us or feel comfortable in sharing is not the same thing. I think, to me, I think that's where the gap is, and the climate is created by the adults I both feel like outside I and inside the school.
1: I feel like the gap is the like I, I'm not gonna blame everything on be adults, and I'm not going to take away the accountability from the children.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, like, fr- you know, them being properly guided from the time that they're babies, that has a lot to do with how they act in society. So when we're not there, when we're, you know, when parents aren't supportive, showing up, be, you know, guiding, uh, and um, things you like know. that. okay so yeah sorry about that no that's okay no no
0: got a lot of kids
1: well, yeah, well, oh, yeah. oh it's
0: two hi. hi hi how are you hi, hi. you gonna come well, over here? Why did y'all come here okay <laughs> alright we got kids taking over the 585 report what's your name her name?
2: Kamaya. Kamaya? Say Kamaya. Oh, no, she's not gonna
0: say her name. Alright. Oh, yeah. What's I'm your saying? name? J. J. Say hi. 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 Alright, so back to what you were saying, the guidance. But yeah,
1: um, you know, like Craig was saying, yeah, kids know things and whatever, whatever, but uh, the truth is, Claire, like, people are ignorant, grown folks and children, so it comes down to a person teaching, people teaching, and if the kids aren't putting out the right information, and we need to put out, who's going to put out the right information? We have that information first to put it out there for them in the first place, so because we've been there, done that before they had. Mm -hmm. So, if they're not being properly guided, then we're going to have, we're going to continue to have, you know, kids going down the
0: wrong path.
1: Time's not being put in But I know that that's hard to do. You know, you got mothers, single mothers, working nine to five, two two and three jobs. You know.
0: Okay, so I guess that's where the law academy will come into play. So the law academy... Am I right or am I wrong? That's where it would give the right information for students to have informed conversations.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Okay, host, get in your bring it, bring conversation back move. Okay. Um, yeah, the Law Academy definitely um, it serves its purpose, hopefully, you know, and, and most likely, um, you know, in just bringing kids into the space, having a discussion about, uh, you know, different things that they experience and how the law hits that. You know, so actually, um, plug time, appropriate plug time, hopefully, you know, and that is January 11th, we have a Law Academy session at the Lau Avenue Library uh, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., and the address is 956 uh, Lau Avenue, of course, but 956, Um, and we're in their conference room. The discussion will be about kind of like police interactions, really, you know, uh, being stopped by the police, the conversation with them. Um, and you know and just, just how to handle those interactions what what you know to be your rights um, you know so at this point I think the only thing I need to solidify for that event I just mentioned that um, the event for the Next Law Academy is on uh, January 11th 11 a.m. 1 p.m. and all of that everybody is welcome parents included parents can participate um, you know I'm looking to solidify kind of my criminal law attorney. Might have to uh, see what's good with Greg Salvin anybody need a good criminal aggressive criminal attorney Greg Simon is the, the person to get with he's on Facebook so you, you can reach out to him hit him in the inbox um, if you have an inquiry but um, but yeah so the Law Academy um, the way I thought of it um, you know and I was thinking about this when I first was working with the, um, the Mock Trial program or whatever you know with Gear Up, was that um, it, it's just a, it's an outlet you know it, it allows exposure it, it allows um, the voice of the youth to be heard you know because a lot of time we're talking after you a lot of the time we're like constantly trying to teach them something listen young man blah 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 blah. listen <laughs> young sister you know what you that. need to do is blah 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 and i mean that that's it that's a generation i think um generational difference generational impact that yeah. we're, we're about to i think experience a little more and more and more. Is that, you know, on some level, the youth are leaders, you know, they will guide us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of like the major leaders that we think of a good percentage of them, maybe not at like may, they didn't blow up at like 15, but younger people, you know, which is kind of to say that, you know, the impact um, uh, that any generation can have is something to be constantly considered. You know, it's not like the guy that 60, 70, 80 is always right. Always has the best, what you know, information, whatever. You know what I mean? A you lot of The time- older
2: you are, the more you know. That's not true
0: at all. <laughs> I know some
2: old fools. It's some old, it's old some, fools. It's, it's so many
3: <laughs> of old fools. Man, they, they just have to sit it down. You know? Like, I'm definitely I'm definitely a type of person that I give it to, like, when needed. Like, older folks, seasoned people, whatever you want to call them. I definitely give them the business quick. It could be, it could be, it could be a little bit <laughs> It do not
0: have to be an older person. It could be anybody. Craig is just ready. Well. That's why you're in a perfect profession. See,
3: trying to make you a villain right now.
0: No, no, no. That's not what I'm doing. No, no, no.
3: You can't take it back. You can't take it. See? You took the dagger and you just pushed it in more. No. And you laughed and you pushed (laughs) it in and laughed. But anyway, um, yeah, no. You know, I I definitely, there's been moments where like, where it, it usually it's like somewhere in the "quote unquote" community, like you know, listen, young man, you know you need to do this or this, which do that, da 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 da. and and I, and there's moments
2: where it's like, nah, be
3: the old head nah, trying to fool you. Nah,
2: <laughs> chill. But you know where that, you know where that stem from, right? In their time, it was right, and over time, they got away with people listening to them. So now you got somebody spreading fool's knowledge for 45, 50 plus years. Mm-hmm. There's got to be right. If, if y'all have said this alone, I got to be right. That's a good point. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Yeah, because people get people
3: do get used to, you know, uh, like people having like certain points. People probably hearing people out. They, these people probably believe in, you know what I'm saying, that their position is to do this, you know. And I think something we, something we should consider um, in our society, our positions are like kind of like... Um, they can change you know that they can be in a sense reflexive you know your position shouldn't throughout life should uh, you know alter at times you know I think that you know if you got people out here that are really smart and they can give information they should also play the position of um, kind of being a student and just listening receiving you know information I think we should constantly, kind of constantly rotate roles you know just because it allows us to be more versatile
2: I think the younger people feel like they're more right these days because we have more access to information than they did back then. Interesting point.
0: But they have they have to realize that everything they read on the internet is not facts. That's the thing. Like a lot of well, my students, like I read it's it on, on a,
2: Facebook, it's a fact. I googled, <laughs> I googled
0: it. It got, has to be right. Um, no, it doesn't have to be right. So that's, that's another. But thing. that's
2: where come you know, doing your research, digging for truths, coming to. I mean if you really want to know something, you're not gonna settle for like I me, mean, I'm the type of person where my mind is made up on finding something out. I'm gonna keep digging until I'm satisfied. Some people satisfied with the first answer they get, they might not have any more questions about it. But when I find something and I see it, I read it, I take it down to gym. If it don't sit right with me, and, I, and I, I have to ask another question on top of my question, I'm going to dig deeper. It's, that's the way it should be. That's
3: the way it should be. You, it, absolutely. You know, uh, We and, and that's the thought process that in some ways that I'm looking to kind of like insert, you know, into kind of the capacity of the minds of the uh, youth in the law academy. It's like, you know, look, you got some information. What are you going to do next? Be Feel feel comfortable with asking questions to kind of figure out where you need to go next you know, and, but, but be of like a questioning mind state, you know, kind of like a picking and prodding kind of mind state, you know, just play around with what you have, investigate, ask, you know ask questions and, you know, think more into it, and then kind of move from that point, um, you know, but it, it's, it's difficult, you know Because people come with different point of views Some people are like, nah, it's, you know You're doing too much Or that's, you know, it's too, it's too analytical Or whatever, you know But um, I, I think it, it's always good When you have good information And you ask questions um, Like the art of asking questions <clears throat> Man I don't know if it was ever like Something that was like at its high point Or popular at one point in time But we, we need to bring it back because a lot of people work off assumptions, man. In fact, like what, what, what y'all were kind of talking about, about like young people in this generation thinking they're right, um, it, I think the groundwork was kind of laid by a lot of the inf- this being the information age and the rise of computers, you know, mm-hmm. in the past 25, 30 or so years. But, um, you know, also I think this society uh, too often is, is like a regurgitating society. You know, it's not a society where the doer is necessarily deemed more important than the the regurgitator spewer of information. Oh, for sure. I do believe the doer is deemed a little less important. Yeah. You know, like, I I think, uh, you know, these scholastic tests that we have to take, um, standardized tests, um, just the way that we quiz and test Mm -hmm. um, students and those kind Mm -hmm. of things are, are necessarily designed for application like okay, well, you you just learned what it means to be a, a metal worker. So how do you do it? You'll just like learn maybe the definition, but you'll never learn how to do anything. Yeah, I think the society has a lot <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> of teaching moments or quote unquote teachable moments that are only along those lines, where you're just getting information, learn definition, learn about civil rights movement, and that's a decent example too. White white folks in particular, you learn about civil rights movement, but. Where's the learning exercise that kind of like brings you into what it really was like? Because maybe that's the real learning lesson. Otherwise, you just got definitions. Gives got a nothing. cover page with no presentation.
0: And is yeah. that our <laughs> yeah. really like? History? Basically, yeah. <laughs>
3: Basically, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but in that, and that, that, that's the society. So I think the youth mixed with the rise of a lot of information, but then also like uh, our, us telling ourselves in this society that's okay just to kind of spew information. I think that the combination of those things, I think somewhat uh, allows the youth to feel like, eh, i go Google some Wikipedia, some Facebook, yeah. learn something or whatever. I'm good, I'm right, you know, I'll shut you down with what I got here. You know, it's very, very superficial.
0: So with the Law Academy, are you hoping that, in my trial, are you hoping that students go, more students explore the field of law?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because we're underrepresented, man. You know, just like you were saying, representation matters. Of course, so do black lives. But <laughs> representation matters. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I think when you have these conversations, you know, let's let's share the examples. Let's share, you know, the statistics that we have and the things that seem to, like, really make it more clear to people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was in law school... Um, 2006 to
0: 2009.
3: Where'd you go? Uh, Ohio, Ohio, Northern University. Okay. Um, Pettit College of Law. Um, when I went there, it was like, it's 10% or less, 5 to 10% the school is black. Dang. So that's already under, you know, if you want to like kind of make, do a fair analysis, we're about 13% of this country. So. And how
0: did you feel like navigating that? Like...
3: Oh, it was tough, man. It was tough. And you know, you know, you know the way I look at it kinda. Mm-hmm. Um just to zero in a little bit, is that when I was in school, the black people are whiter in those scenarios. Mm-hmm. And see, I'm good if I got my people. Like if I got my if I got, you know, five or so people that I could just rock with, we're with life, just yeah, we're 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 all right. but you know, when they're more whitewashed, then I become more so an outcast. So, like, um, you know, when I left Philadelphia, Philadelphia is, like, very African-centered, pro-black mm-hmm. and all of that, you know, partially because Temple has a great Africana Studies program. Malefe Asante is the head of that. And he, you know, he, he's a father of Afrocentricity. Um, that point aside, though, like, when I moved from there to Ohio, and I'm, you know, in, like, a real small town, something that's like, I don't know, like, Hollywood. Uh, or one of these towns is like ten thousand people, whatever. Places you zoom right by on the highway. Uh, but basically, uh, you, you know, like I, the, a lot of the, a lot of the black folks look at the pro-black person, mm-hmm. and there's a few kids. There's a few kids that are like from the hood. A few kids from like and this is the Midwest, so a few kids from like Detroit Southside. But it was like more. Um, like, kids that are just from the hood, they don't have necessarily, like, a, like a black consciousness type kids. Mm-hmm. Um, football players, and, you know, these dudes, they're cool guys, but they're not about to really, like, build with you. Like, in Philly, it'd be dudes from the block that also were, like, will build with you working on their master's degrees. Like, complex black people. Black people that are, like, in 5D. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Mor- Morpheus black people. You know what I mean? High-level people. Um, there was like Super Mario Brothers one <laughs> graphics of black people. You, you know like, what I mean? It was, like, it I, was I like hard. I Super
2: Mario Brothers. I did too. In Mario.
3: In 85 or thereabouts. I was all for it. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it, it was, it was, it was definitely harder. Like, I wrote, because I wrote articles out there that were kind of like, um, you know, why are black people mis- unrepresented? You know, this kind of stuff. And, um, less people got it, man. Like, people wouldn't protest stuff, stuff would slide quicker, racist stuff wouldn't, like, get protested as hard, people would be mad for three hours, and then that's it, It, all types of stuff, you know? And just conversations, just talking to people is just different, you know what I'm saying? Um, So, it was always, always tough. You did three years of that, man? I did, yeah, yeah, and that, like, on the real, like, you know, honestly, if I would've went to law school in New York City, it arguably would have been at least as far as the law school and its students. Mm-hmm. It'd have been maybe the same thing, because that's when once you get to that level, once you get into it, I can't speak for like masters programs and whatnot, um, especially not like you know black studies programs. But like like when you're dealing with law, you could probably be a little bit anywhere. It wouldn't matter. It's still super white. Mm-hmm. Like unless it was like um, Coney, they Coney um, city in New York in general I like can just dope as far as having kind of like, you know, uh, representation, you know, black folks just leave it at that. So in a program like that, you might have the type of people that end up in legal aid jobs, you know, people representing the hood and, you know, misdemeanors and public defender kind of jobs. That, that school had a lot of people like that. So most likely you'll have people that are from the west side of whatever city, south side, but like most other schools, it could be NYU, Columbia, you know, University or whatever, and then it's probably gonna feel just real white. You could be, it could probably be in the middle of Harlem. It wouldn't necessarily <laughs> not, because it's just representing where our country is as it relates to who makes it to that level and the composition of it. So, that, yeah, I felt like I kind of got like socially uh, retarded kind of socially uh, regressed. You told me we couldn't kind of say backwards. the hard words.
0: We couldn't. I said that we couldn't say that on
3: here. You definitely didn't say that. I thought just address curses. No. we just addressed cursing. Every time I say that, every time I say... No, no because the way he arty. said
0: it, retarded. He, he said... The way he said it, I was like, "No, Bishop, you cannot say that. That's not politically correct." But well, he's not politically correct, I guess. But
2: who made that? Who deemed that not being politically correct?
0: I'm not sure. But if you're just tuning in to the right, Five K Five not, Report, it's not
2: politically correct. It's absolutely true.
0: Uh, 100.9 WXIR. We got Craig Harrison in the building, aka Diallo Payne. I'm just talking about the many projects that he's involved in, the many, many projects that he's involved in.
3: I'm trying sort to of marginalize my. You got a lot
0: going on. And many,
3: many, many was enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. Alright,
0: so ahead. we're gonna talk about some current events. Your boy. I know. You got impeached. Who didn't? But so it's you, all over. You let her
2: say your boy though? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he not my boy, but Trump is Trump. This is this is why this is why I'm this, I tell people this. And I don't know why they get mad at me. Y'all, y'all say Trump this, Trump that. At the end of the day, Trump was a New York slick talker that talked his way to the White House. That's what he is. Mm-hmm. He, he is a New Yorker. I know what you're weak at, so boom, I'm on it. And he got, like, my thing is, y'all impeached him? He's probably going to year four. Okay. He's still the commander-in-chief. He got impeached. Senate's not gonna remove them.
0: Senate's definitely not gonna. <laughs> so I was like,
2: what, what, what did y'all expect to come out of this? I mean, y'all just want to say y'all impeached them? I think they made them stronger to get reelected now. Yeah, yeah,
3: cause, cause it,
2: that, that's 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 a
3: very, very legit point. And the way I understand it is, you know, being impeached is essentially like being, like, arrested for, for a crime, like, you're in the street, if something happens, you're arrested, and then they, they indict you, like, okay, we're going to bring these charges against you, doesn't mean that you're guilty, doesn't exactly. mean that you're innocent, you're, you're not, you've now been indicted, but now for someone on that level, though, you know, especially with the Senate, the Senate has to, quote-unquote, convict him, the Supreme Court Chief Justice, um, I think it's Justice Roberts, has to preside over that, quote-unquote, trial, but this is in in the chief justice. I do believe is conservative as well, and so is the you know the um, the Senate, and the Senate needs two thirds. That's a that's a that's a big vote right there. That's a lot of people, you know. And again, the Senate is controlled on a conservative level, and then you have the chief justice who may kind of run the show in such a way that tends to lean more toward a conservative direction, you know. It, it so so that essentially is like like if 50 cent is arrested for something like. He can put good lawyers on it, but if he doesn't get convicted, it's really just great promotion.
0: Right? If he's
3: not convicted, you know, he doesn't go to jail, he still make records, he can get out in front of the court. I'll be like, ah, see, I got you know, 50 probably would do something. Right? <laughs> see, like, a like, yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, look, look, got y'all. See, uh, look, uh, next album coming out whenever, you know what I mean? And that would probably do really well. I, I think for Trump, it's kind of the same thing because his supporters are his supporters. They're, they're not going to look at you know what he's indicted on as like, oh, he definitely did it. Just like with Pac, you know what I'm saying? Like when Pac was arrested for these different things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and Pac, Pac was generally good on a lot of those charges that he had over the years. Actually, people he,
0: still it, went higher for
3: him. Yeah, yeah, Who's was he was he was off on um, a few, but either way, that was for good publicity for him. And then we supported him, like the community he had to support him, support him. So the same would be true for Trump, and it does maximize, you know, his name. Um, And and honestly, I don't know that it's even clear to American people, most people, what precisely they're uh, not indicting, but impeaching him. kind of toward Uh, is that even clear? What what
2: exactly is it? They.
0: It says abuse of power and obstruction of Congress.
2: They. That, like, abuse of power, me. I guess they're trying to get in with the whole Ukraine situation.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The st- obstruction of Congress was real. Yeah, when
0: well, he tried to stop the subpoenas and like, all he that He told stuff.
2: everybody from the, he told the whole executive branch, don't come talk to nobody that works directly with me. You can't talk to nobody. Basically
0: stonewall.
2: That is a, that is obstruction of con- I don't know how, like, I, wa- I watched the whole hour, I watched the debates for six to ten hours. I don't even know Oof. how. Re- That's work. I- I'm 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 into politics. I'm di- I'm 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 deep in politics. Cause I I'm that person where you know people in the hood they know politics and they say something. Nah, I'm I like to argue that. But uh, like Republicans with a straight face was defending this man.
0: Oh, for sure. Like that's I, their right. guy. That's their savior. But you
2: know what it is though. I think when you get to that level you can't you that's one of those things where that's why you saw all the Democrats and independents vote to impeach him in mm-hmm. every republic because that's one of those things where you don't you don't want to be on the wrong side of this vote and you know it's already it's uh I guess another senator announced that he will, will rerun but right now 22 senators not rerunning for their seats next year in next year's election and it's funny that you need 20, well, you need two-thirds of the Senate to convict Trump. And it's you. they would ne- literally need 20 Republicans to convict Trump. That's what the Democrats would need. And I just feel like they don't want to indict Trump. Well, they indicted him. They don't want to convict him because
0: yeah, you don't to want to be doing. on the wrong
2: side of history. If this comes out like 10, 15, 20 years later, that, yo, all oh, that was fabricated. Like you, that's one of those you don't want to be on the wrong side of history. Mm. Or you voted against them, and it's just I just think the whole thing is a skeptical Yeah, yeah, right. It's it's,
3: it's, it's the way I look it's it's at it. The dog
0: and pony show, the whole thing, because we know the outcome.
3: We the dog know. Dog and pony show. I like, <laughs> I like that. I like that. She's been reading People magazine a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that like, I think, um, you know, we have to consider what's important, you know, in our community, um, you know, politics on a federal level and a local level definitely important. But then I think we still, we want to pay attention to it and analyze it, uh, but then still ask ourselves, like, how much of that do we want to zero win on, you know, as yeah. it relates to kind of our own situation, our own lives our community and all of that. And that's that's kind of like the stance I tend to take, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, what Donald Trump's doing, um, it, it, it does affect us, you know, because the climate he's created is no doubt real, Yeah, you know. Uh, while at the same time, I, I do think probably the better way I would put it is when we have these discussions, just in general, like, not just y'all, it's not toward or personally you uh, i just saying, like, when we have these discussions, I think that folks should be looking to, like, sharpen their... Their, their skills, as it relates to like, how what is an impeachment? We know the process. We know the system. Right, because I know don't know how it works. We we, we we take the time to learn more, the, the structure of things, and you know uh, maybe maybe just understand who the players are, because that's kind of how the game really works, in my opinion. Like if you're a quote unquote player, like a real good one, in a game, just imagine any game, it'll be taboo. It'll be the the NBA finals. Uh, you, you'll really have a decent analysis of who's playing it well mm-hmm. and, you know, who you need to be and all of that. And so why don't we just do that? As much as we talk about, like, on Facebook is, is wild. Yeah,
0: right Facebook now. is crazy. But I learned a lot, like, because I had to, like, go look up some things as well. So, like you said, I use it as learning. Like, I want to know more about the process and what... It actually means for this man to be impeached. What's what are the next steps, and what does this mean for America? That's basically how I saw it. But that's neither here nor there. Moving on to some good stuff, we got black black woman magic happening all over our town. We had Uh the youngest city court judge, the honorable Nicole Morris, was sworn in. Was it Tuesday?
3: um, Nicole Mars was on to yep Tuesday, Tuesday, yes, 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 and um and Karen Bailey was on Wednesday. Wednesday.
0: Yes, that's dope. That's
3: dope. Yeah.
0: So you worked on Karen's campaign, correct? I worked on both. Oh, Both? Okay. Then how
3: was that? It was superb. That's all I got to say. <laughs> nah, um, that nah, was good. It was good. Um. <sighs> I've been, I've been um, you know, similar to, like, other pieces of work that I have, you know, about just community stuff and trying to, like, raise us up, you know, trying to, like, support our own people and move the agenda of kind of, like, black empowerment forward, especially in Rochester. And I actually come back to that point because Rochester is relevant, you know, in this point. But anyway, um, 2013, 14, I helped um, Carolyn Morrison, um, you know, and it was more like just marching in the campaign. Then I helped Estacio. that was like where I really, 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 really was like hitting the pay, hitting the streets, and that was like some door to door, like from you know, for people that know the west side of Rochester, like Westfield, Plymouth, Jeff, Genesee, all of that. So, I, I've always been motivated. So, um, and it's funny because I are there was a point where I, um, it's like 2014 ish, like August, and Nicole Morris was it was me. Uh, Mike Lopez, because Mike Lopez was running back in the day, mm-hmm. and Nicole Morris was working at that office, the public defender's office, where they both worked, and um, and Mike Lopez was running for judge, and Leticia Estacio was running, and basically, me and Nicole got into an argument, because I was you know, helping Leticia, she was helping um, Lopez, and um, you know, it was like, oh, your candidate's weak, why are you messing with her? Uh, well, your candidate's not going to win, or whatever. And so I was on the right side of that argument because Leticia won, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I remember Nicole being like fear, a fierce advocate at that time, you know. Um, and so you know, I always thought she was kind of like impressive. So that's like five years ago. Well, I did the math right, right. So that's yeah, 2014. So that was a minute ago. Watch her over the years, and she just consistent. I I like her kind of integrity. Uh, She's dignified. You know, she speaks when she sees me. You know, she moves with respect. Um, You know, so when now here's the story. I I think I may have told you this before. uh, You checking the time? Huh. That's what I saw. I saw that. Um, Yeah. uh, The way the story goes, actually, is that. Um, You know, because I had this relationship with Nicole, because I had this background, whatever, I approached Nicole and I was like, yo, you should run. Um, At the time, won't name names, but it was a handful of activists that got together for like pushing black agenda, whatever. And so, you know, with that, we had met a few times, like a few, a few kind of heavyweight people. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically I told Nicole, I was like, yo, like, we could probably help you win, And um, I'm I'm almost positive um, at the time she wasn't running or had definitely didn't announce nothing. But I don't even think it was like even too big of a thought like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to my knowledge. But anyways, um, you know, the sister Ashley Gant, um, big up to her, great activist, you know, um, definitely BLM slash um, black woman activist, stepped onto the campaign from this group of people. And, um, you know, in many ways the rest is history. But Nicole, I think, was really getting out there and making it happen it was just like intrepid you know what I mean she was just like fearless with it Um, you know so big up to Nicole because she just had a dope team she had a community through her church and um, a lot of people her respect the respect people have for her I think is part of what what heighten her team what people came Mm -hmm. to her because like yo we respect you and that's how I feel so big up to her and she deserves everything she has right now Um, as far as Karen, Karen Bailey it's the same thing just times, two. Karen Bailey, um, heck of a personality. She is super deserved. And I do think she caught, like, a wishing star. Like, she just caught, like, a miracle, I think. Because the dude that she was running up against is, like, like, a heavyweight. It's like someone that's, like, Buster Douglas. Who was She's, it, like, DeMarco? Buster... <laughs> I know you. Know, I know you me? <laughs> that. Um, DeMarco was, was a sitting guy. And, you know, his name is big. He got, like, 6,000 likes on Facebook and, and this, that, and the third. But like, yeah, like she like Buster Douglas Tim, him. But her personality is fire. Yeah, like she she's like good. she could talk to a talk to a dude in the street and talk to someone in the court, corporate, court, court whatever. I, I'm, I'm tripping right now. But she's just really official. Just mm-hmm. she's just dope. So yeah, it was it was a pleasure to be on a campaign with those two. Well deserved. And um, Karen is the first black woman to serve in county court in Monroe County. Completely black history, big up.
0: Black history being made. And like I grew up with Nicole, so that was pretty I dope made. seeing that.
3: All of a sudden you grew up with
0: Nicole. I did, that's little Nikki, <laughs> like the honorable. Recently.
2: the honorable. Honorable little Nikki. I put some
0: respect <laughs> on her name. So I'm just going go through these you. events real quick um, because we gotta go. Zach Johnson presents Off The Head Comedy Show 2, December 29th at 7 p.m. That's at Photo City for tickets. Who's that? Zach Johnson, Off The Head Comedy Show 2. Some guesses like improv. Tickets, 716-980-5233. Showcase 5, All Black Edition. Uh, That's G-Funk. So that's the 12th of January. That's at Photo City Improv. Two doors open at six for tickets 4412018. And then you got the Rochester Quaza Coalition presents Ujamaa Rising Live at WOC Collective Space. Did I say that right? Yes. So that's on the 29th, 1 to 4, 215 Tremont Street, third floor. Kids Activities, Marketplace, Ujamaa Jeopardy, and a panel discussion about building cooperative economics in Rochester. still by
3: Atiana Larkin and Bishop.
0: No, that's not the truth. <laughs>
3: oh,
2: He's he, 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 he just going to throw us out yeah, like that. Hey. That's yeah. not the truth. I, I, but I had to.
3: Craig, no thank choice. you for
0: coming on. Can you tell people where to find you really quickly?
3: Yep, yep, Law Officer Craig D. Carson on Instagram, Viala yeah, Payne, on Facebook, uh, and 690-2206 for the law practice. That's myself. Hit me up. And if you want to be a vendor for the 29th on Ujamaa, you can also hit me up on that too. All
0: right, so we'll see you guys next week, next Sunday, 6 to 7 p.m. on 100.9 WXIR.
3: Yeah. boss. Hey, oh.
0: That's some good stretching
3: right there. Sounded therapeutic. (laughs) You've been back
0: to work?